Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, wearing my glasses for some reason. And over there is the Daphne and Velma to my Freddy. It is... Christopher. I was actually going with something else and I forgot what it was, so I went back to Scooby-Doo again because... We mentioned that like two or three shows ago. I, we've back. mentioned it more than more oh, than really? twice. Oh, yes. Now, now, I feel, now I feel dumb. Let's move I, on. No, I just, <laughs> I've, I've watched a lot of Scooby-Doo in my life. A lot. Pup named Scooby-Doo, you can go suck an egg. Uh, we are Amazing Fantasy Football. Chris, what you doing? How you doing tonight? What you doing tonight? I'm doing You're amazing. Doing part part in the pun, but uh, everything's great, man. Life is good. Um, looking forward to uh, getting even more into the groove of our regular season form, you know, of our format, and uh, yeah, talk about some players that we like and uh, some uh, lineup decisions, if you will. How about you? How are you doing? Doing all right. It's a pretty good day at work, you know. Could have, could, you know, pretty good day. Um, my neighbor still has not reimbursed me for my vet bill since her dog attacked my dog. So my neighbor can go, you know what. Fly a kite. Exactly. Chris, I believe you have some news for us. I that I do. Dak Prescott is looking at a possible return for either October 30th. Uh, game versus the Bears uh, or November oh, 13th game versus the Packers. Uh, he hurt his finger on another player's hand, I believe it was. Uh, Jerry Jones said uh, on 105.3 in the fan, the Cowboys won't put Des Dak Prescott on injured reserve and that he thinks his injured quarterback could return within the next four games. I wouldn't blame one for being skeptical upon that. If you want to pause there and talk about the ramifications. You got it. <laughs> um, and I, I would invite you to do so, sir. <laughs> uh, if you have a dynasty squad full of Cowboys teams, destroy it all right now and play for next year. That you're gonna you're gonna cut straight to the throat. Uh, no, but seriously though, <laughs> no, I'm I'm honest. I I honestly want to know your opinion on that. If that is in fact okay. your opinion, which I okay. believe for, it is. For real, Z, I but... like in redraft, drop Dak right now. If you don't have an IR spot in your league. Um, you know, mm -hmm. Zeke and mm -hmm. Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, don't even like, uh, you should drop him as well. Uh, right. I dropped Michael Gallup. He was on my injury, my R spot kind of sure, sitting there the working. Point? Yeah. What's the point of having him? He's not playing right now. And he, when he comes back, it was probably going to be Cooper rush. I don't think they're going to make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. It doesn't sound like a season long thing. And why give up the draft picks for a half a season rental, you know? Um, CD Lamb, you, you know, don't start him this week. The Cowboys are playing. It's a. Uh, I, I I'm sorry, I'm spacing it off the top of my head. It's okay. Finish up with but, CD, um, then go go on to Schultz. I I'm honestly I'm, I'm, CD that. and Schultz, same thing, same boat. Uh, no no no, no. Okay, let me put your feet to the fire a little bit. Uh, clearly Zeke is a hold. I mean, what else can you do at this point, right? Oh he's yeah, a, I'm, he, no, he, don't, his ownership percentage is ninety nine percent. I assume. Sorry, sorry. Don't start Zeke this week. And okay, yeah, and, and, then, and then let's. Probably, I'm, that, I, yeah. Honestly, I'm dropping Tony Pollard because what's the point? Uh, and I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that next. I was like, he's probably in that realm of droppable. CD is just a hold because what the heck else are you going to do right now? Um, Gallup, Gallup, but droppable. But don't start CD this week. 
and don't start Dalton Schultz either. And I think I have an uh, asking for a friend later. We'll, we can we can postpone that. Um, let's keep, and let's then, move along and with the touched on Schultz. We're going, no, no, I wanted to say one thing real quick is that between Schultz, CD, and let's say Zeke, clearly, I think, I think one can still, and I lean Schultz. Maybe somebody would lean CD because, you know, receiver, but he hasn't shown me a lot lately. Uh, I would lean Schultz as still probably the very, very playable dude. And sure, you can say that's because of lack of tight ends, but that, that's my two cents. I'm Like I said, hold, and but don't start for now. Let's circle even, back even around here. Even Let's Schultz? circle back around your dynasty squad. Yes. Yeah. I would uh, at the Schultz end. Let's do it at the end. Let's keep the started let's, still. Let's do, let's do that at time. Okay. We've got let's 49ers here officially placed uh, Elijah Mitchell running back on the injured reserve list. Uh, a bit from before was that he is expected to be sidelined about two months with a sprained MCL that he yep. suffered Sunday. That was prior to the previous update I gave you. Uh, let's stick with the Niners for a couple more updates here. They are signing former Texans running back Marlon Mack to their practice squad. Really? Obviously, okay. there's been a little that. bit of uh, talk about how maybe quickly. Uh, may I remind folks that uh, Irian Davis Price, I believe is his name, uh, was a healthy scratch week one with a lot of other like practice squad guys and running backs. And yeah, yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Let's stay with the 49ers for another update. Kittle, uh, the tight end, uh, groin injury, is was not spotted at practice on Thursday. So Man, he also didn't I, play week one. Yeah. It, I don't know. I'm nervous that he's going to play week two. I think two. we were both nervous in the offseason. You and I, I'm not going to lump everybody into that. Uh, hearkening back to my dynasty trade of Godwin and Kittle. <laughs> right. <laughs> for CD. That's, that's great now. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, let's stay with tight ends for another moment here. Ertz uh, did practice in full Thursday. That was a kind of surprising update, I'll be honest. I actually have a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. reference to that later on in notes. Um, cool. That might not mean much now. Uh, Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins, a knee injury, was a full participant in practice for the second consecutive day. Good sign for his prospects of returning to game action versus the Dolphins for the first time since the 2020 season. They're playing the the Dolphins. Yep, they're playing the Dolphins this mm-hmm. week. So. Uh, Bucks. Uh, hey, it, we need running backs, man. They all everybody needs running back. It's only it's only I, week I, two. I have I have J.K. Dobbins like. Three I know, I know. Weeks, I was so. looking at. I was like, you just like, lost Mitchell. You need him bad. Uh, let's continue on. Uh, speaking of that trade earlier, wide receiver God uh, Chris Godwin suffered a hamstring strain Sunday night and likely will miss some time. Per source, there's optimism it's not major, but Godwin could be sidelined a few weeks. Yep. I don't have much speculation about Julio at this time, but maybe you do later on in He's the show. On the injury report right now, but I don't know what that means. Let's stay with wide receivers a little bit here. Uh, our favorite uh, Tiggins, aka T Higgins, uh, uh, concussion, uh, comma personal, uh, are the two things that we're talking about here. Uh, was not at practice Thursday due to personal reasons, but allegedly was able to clear the hurdles up to that point by hurdles. I'm not make, cracking a joke at whatever. <laughs> um, the uh, He was able to clear concussion protocol. Now, he didn't officially clear, but the reason he was listed as out had nothing to do with concussion, allegedly. Uh, but it's something to keep an eye on for a big producer there against a team that's kind of reeling in the Dallas Cowboys. May I remind you that's who they're playing this week. 
yep. uh, on to another receiver that has been ruled out that's actually would be playing right now. Just a reminder for folks, Keenan Allen was ruled out for a hamstring tonight, tonight's Thursday night game versus the Chiefs. On to Michael Pittman, a quad officially did not practice on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, no practice today for Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans or Saints running back Alvin Kamara. I think they or Julio the Jones game. or Julio in the same game. Thank you. No practice. Also, thank you for that update. I don't have anything on Julio. Uh, Lions practice, running back right, DeAndre too. Swift did not <clears throat> did not practice for the second straight day, but he told reporter that his ankle injury is nothing to worry about. They are being really careful with Swift. He probably plays, but man, just that guy scares me. Uh, easy for me to say with you know, hindsight. Everything okay? I think I'm hearing your AC, but that's okay. Keep going. That would be surprising. Uh, where are we? Younger said, a couple of defensive updates. Jamal Adams was put on season ending, you know, having season ending surgery. He is torn quad, put on IR. Steelers, TJ Watt, injured reserve. Uh, Saints quarterback Jameis Winston was limited today with a back injury, which is why he went into the injury tent uh, during the game on Sunday. But I I don't know. All indications are he's going to be fine. Mac Jones, there was uh, a little bit of worry there for a minute, but he was a full participant in practice today despite a back injury. That's a good sign. Uh, Joe Flacco will start again for the Jets. And Alec Pierce for the Colts developed concussion symptoms, so he's in the concussion protocol. I'm wondering if he's developing concussion symptoms post-game, if he's going to play this week. Yeah, I thought he was whatever. I guess important enough to include, but... Yeah, yeah no, no, but... no, 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 no. I'm just I'm saying that. Um, and Mac Jones... That's a, that's a stinky sandwich of eggs right there. Well, I and we don't talk about defense as much, but I picked up Steelers defense. They're a big pickup this week because it's versus the Patriots at Steelers, I think. Um, and uh, just they even with or, even with or without Mac scored. Jones, it didn't look very good. They also scored so many points last week, too. It was like 26 points. It was ridiculous. Anyways, that's it's been good. the news. Let's go on to the... Let's start with the running backs. I have some mm-hmm. running backs that I like this week. One such running back would be Michael Carter. Michael Carter, he scored 13 and a half PPR... 13 and a half half PPR points last week. 13 and a half of them. Yep. Uh, he outscored, <laughs> outtouched, but received one less target than Brees Hall. He gets the Browns this week. While that's not the greatest matchup, neither was the Ravens on paper. And 13 and a half... Uh, Wide receiver points. Uh, just a quick side note: these are guys that these are just five guys that we really like. Obviously, your Jonathan, you're starting your Jonathan Taylors, your CMCs, your Derrick Henrys, blah blah blah. There's going to be a low hanging fruit here and there on this list, but sure, you sure. know, I just like I'm like these aren't the, like our top five people by any means. Just a friendly reminder. Anyways, Joe Flacco didn't play the greatest last week in Week One, but here's the thing. Michael Carter and Brees Hall combined for 19 targets. Last I was just going to say. Uh, Call I, I, me crazy, but yeah. I like Carter again this week. I, it sounds Joe Flacco is going to be um, the starter this week. Now, whether he makes it through the entire game, I don't know. It would seem rather irrelevant to, to start Mike White, but. Or to, to have to make hey, the give, switch. Give, to Mike give White me the garbage time, garbage time dump offs to Carter and uh, Hall. Sure. Sure. Uh, what's the first wide receiver that you like this week? My first wide receiver will be uh, DJ Chark. 
Uh, he was the wide receiver 23 last week uh, with 13.2 points in a yep. point PPR. Uh, he played an 81% snap share last week uh, and scored good. a touchdown, if that wasn't kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, caught four of his eight targets. Uh, just for some context, uh, uh, St. Brown, uh, Amon Ra St. Brown had 88% uh, snap share. And the third guy, Reynolds, I think it's Josh Reynolds is there, had an 80%. So clearly a three wide receiver team. Uh, type of thing that you've got going on there. Uh, Washington, uh, who the Lions are playing this week, Washington gave up uh, six catches, six out of uh, 12 targets for 117 yards for Christian Kirk last week. No touchdowns, but yeah, he he might even been a wide receiver one if I'm not mistaken, but uh, he was definitely borderline there. Uh, Maybe a wide wide receiver, too. Uh, Mm -hmm. I like a high-scoring game here. They've got 48.5 point uh, over-under. I think they've even got that a little shy. I think it's just some bad defenses that are going to kind of slug it out here for a whole minute. I think Chark is in most every game, unless a, a, you know, just can't get open type of situation. He's going to get his occasional two or three deep shots a game because he can win in that fashion. I like him for some upside. He's tall and fast. And, hey, me and you saying his praises in the offseason about, hey, you can gab this guy for free. Uh, check he's, your waiver wire, was, you know? Yeah, check it right now because he's still available in like a week or two of mine. Oh, I've, I've got a couple guys. Uh, gosh, most of them. Well, okay. Not most. Yeah, most. Three out, three out of five, I'd say, are guys you might even be able to still find out there. Yep. All right. My next guy is James Conner. A little low-hanging fruit here. But uh, he didn't have the greatest week last week. Uh, but the cards, they got... They got uh, had a rough day against the Chiefs. They got down pretty quick, and therefore they kind of sort of had to abandon the run game. And Connor still did manage 14 fantasy points, got a touchdown in there. But they he, they get the Raiders this week, the abysmal Raiders. Oh, that team looked bad last week. Um, so the Cards have a more balanced attack going forward with James Connor getting going early and often. So I like James Connor this week, man. Well played, well played. Um, let's go on to some other uh, receivers that might be available out there that scored. Uh, Jahan Dotson, uh, receiver, Washington Commanders. Uh, they play the Lions. The Lions gave up uh, 10 catches, uh, 155 yards to A.J. Brown, including a big 55-yard play uh, last week. Uh, PFF had Mike Hughes uh, uh, for the Lions. Mike Hughes as their highest-ranked a cornerback, uh, 30th uh, overall. Their highest was ranked 30th, so their second and their slot guy are clearly ranked lower. Um, Jahan brought in two touchdowns in his debut versus a similarly bad Jags defense last week while playing 88% of snaps. For context, I believe uh, McLaren was like 91% or something like that, so he's the second guy. Uh, uh, for more context, Sam, uh, Curtis Samuel played 71% of snaps, but Samuel did have 11 targets and a touchdown of his own. Uh, Washington threw 41 times last week, uh, the seventh most, uh, one away from being tied for fourth most. Uh, again, for more context there. I love him, man. I, I, you know, I'm kind of torn about uh, doing a this or that about dropping uh, Pickens, the guy, the other rookie receiver for Pittsburgh, for uh, Dotson and trying to catch on to this. You know, what is whatever the heck call it? It's hot, whatever. He's a hot streak. He's on fire. Plus, uh, it's a great matchup. It's a great matchup versus the Lions, uh, clearly. Yeah. Next Who up. Yeah, next. 
Daryl Henderson Jr. Let's start with the fact that he only scored 9.8 half PPR points last week against the Bills, who last year was just average against the run, but he gets the Atlanta Falcons this week, who gave up the 10th most fantasy points to the, or the running back position um, upper, upper game. Uh, that was also last year. Worried about K-Maker splitting time with Daryl Henderson or vice versa? Don't worry. Daryl Henderson had the second highest team snap percentage for all running backs in week one. Who was number one? My mom, Saquon. I did wow. that just I did that just for the rhyme. He's, he's, so. he's my favorite on your list. Uh, um, just, just to put that the out entire there. Rams offense should be should be a little bit more functional this week with uh, which includes Daryl Henderson, of course. One last note. Speaking of the Rams offense, don't quit on Allen Robinson. There were times when he was open last Thursday. Stafford just had his eyes exclusively for Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. But more on that in a minute. Spoiler alert. Next. <laughs> Next. Next. Uh, I've got Greg Dorched. No, I did that wrong on purpose. Greg Dorched, I think is how you wow, say we're, it. Wow, we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel this hey, week. Hey, man, let's let's go. Uh, slash Rondale. L- let me continue. This is kind of predicated on I don't think Rondale is going to play again. Uh, he did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, Greg Dorch had caught seven of his nine targets for 63 yards, which led the team. Um, he was clearly involved. Um, I think he's kind of, I think he was the clear substitution, the clear uh, spell for the Rondale role, if you will. Of course, Hopkins, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is still suspended. Uh, and also more, I guess, rele- uh, recently, more relevantly, uh, Ertz is still probably on a pitch count. Uh, he only played a 60% snap share last turn. week. So uh, Dorch could continue to see his productive role versus a Raiders D that is very good. <laughs> Pretty bad. My next guy would be Joe Mixon. Low hanging fruit alert. <laughs> I know Mixon had a solid to great week one, and it seems a little too obvious, but I just wanted to focus. A lot of targets. I just wanted to focus on the fact that last year Dallas allowed the fourth fewest uh, points per game to running backs and, and gave up almost 15 points to a supposedly fat Leonard Fournette last week. Uh, if you pull out on top of the fact that they're going to be with the Cowboys, they're going to be without Dak, as we discussed earlier. I just, I don't want to go too far down the narrative road here, but you know, Cooper Grush at the helm, Dallas Cowboys, Cincinnati could be playing with a big lead early. Oh yeah. Mixon oh, yeah. runs the ball a little bit more than normal, all that. And Mixon is just, Mick, Mick, Mixon. Mixon is just a darn good back. Starting with confidence this week. Chris, Absolutely. I'm, 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 Absolutely. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm sorry about your Cowboys, buddy. Oh, it's it's it's. Thank you. I appreciate that. It, it means something, but it, it, it's it's bleak. Uh, to hit, hit on Mixon there real quick. Uh, would you call him top three, top five RB this week for yourself? Off the top of my head, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so clearly. Um, going back to that uh, Dallas being fourth best uh, last year. That's last year. Secondarily, uh, I just think they're a team in turmoil right now even though it's only week two uh to kind of go along with that i'm going to give you my uh uh fourth guy uh, as it were tyler boyd uh i'm, I'm worried about uh, tiggins uh, one of our personal favorites playing uh just a interesting stud, stud of a wide receiver two here um i've got uh, some more to say about uh, this matchup later on for another teaser uh but to uh, to remind folks uh, uh 
T. Higgins is in the concussion protocol, missed uh, practice Thursday for personal reasons. I'm just a little concerned. They might even feel they don't need him to beat to beat up on Dallas, uh, to Josh's point. Uh, Boyd uh, was 4 of 7 for 33 yards last week and got a touchdown of his own. Uh, Dallas has started the season 11th worst, so again, only one week, uh, small sample size, but 11th worst in fantasy points given up to the wide receiver position. Um, part of that was oh, a huge part of that was Mike Evans catching five of his seven targets for 71 yards and one touchdown last week. Uh, even Julio, who might be more comparable as far as a slot kind of guy goes, like Boyd, you know, plays a lot of slot, uh, etc. Uh, even Julio got some decent work uh, catching three of his five targets for 69 yards. I remember specifically kind of an over-the-shoulder basket catch. Uh, and even got a couple rushing attempts in there. So yeah, Tyler Boyd, uh, you know, obviously pay attention if uh, T. Higgins is going to play, but I'm, I'm thinking they're going to go ahead and go with their veteran depth there. I have a counter-argument for that later on. Anyways, my last guy is Melvin Gordon. He gets the Texans, who gave up 22.2 points per game to opposing backs. Uh, last week, they gave up 32.9 points to Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines. I know it's not going to be like an every week sort of thing, but last week, Javante and Melvin Gordon split their snaps percentages 57 to 39%. That's 57 Javante, 39 Melvin Gordon. Um, yes, I, and then there is some um, CJ or KJ Hamler, or CJ Ham was the other guy that was in there too. Mike Boone. Damn, Mike Boone was the other guy in there. Sorry. Um, but Javante got 18 touches to Melvin Gordon's 14. This is a timeshare, folks, like everyone really thought. And I know it's probably not going to be a 60-40 split every week. In some weeks, it could be 70 Javante, 30 Melvin Gordon. But with the Texans, who gave up a lot of points to JT and Naeem Hines last week, man, I don't see how you can not – I mean, you got to really consider Melvin Gordon your flex position. Because you know what? 40% of 33 points is, that's 13.2 points right there. That ain't bad for your wide rec- or your RB2 slash RB3 slash flex position, especially mm-hmm. in your bigger leagues. So, yeah. Melvin Gordon this week. I mean, I liked what I saw Javante last week, and I honestly, you know, I, I, I kind of liked what I saw out of Melvin Gordon, too. Like, there was a couple years ago when Melvin, Melvin Gordon looked kind of cooked, and last year he looked better. He looked a little more spry. Mm-hmm. He does this year, too. Like, for a guy, for a, a running back who I think is 30 now, he's looking pretty, a 30 or going to be 30 soon he's a couple things i would say about the whole javante melvin gordon thing uh like you said some might be 70 30 javante might swing back the other way i don't i don't think anybody's worried about it being a 70 30 in gordon's favor to be clear no 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 that was 70 30 in javante's favor uh and then uh i heard a tidbit today there were only two backs who received uh double digit targets uh, aka 10 plus targets one of them you know who they are yeah javante and uh breeze hall Mm -hmm. yeah so uh you know obviously two guys two similar guys in terms of being in a running back situation that's still very much cloudy to your point about uh gordon is absolutely worth a uh a flex um but those target the uh, those targets man although carter had nine that's the crazy thing yeah. yeah yeah i just wanted to touch on it real quick i just i think that's very interesting for these guys that we're hoping to produce uh my last guy that's okay, the wrong so wait, 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 wait. since we're doing pretty good on time here just real quick uh-huh. um just pause button anyway <laughs> go ahead um 
Do you feel like at this point, I think we're only uh, we're only week one Ooh, weekend. Over. We're only one weekend. Do you feel like Javante Williams was still worth a second round pick, or do you yeah. have maybe a little buyer's remorse no. that maybe he should have been a third or later? No, I think I think it's only going to get worse for Gordon. I I don't think you're making a bad call to start him this week. Heck, it might be the same story two weeks from now. It might be the same story six weeks from now. I would doubt it if you're talking about six weeks from now. But no, I think Javante. You know, barring obviously, we're always talking about barring injury. Uh, that has to be mentioned well, because that, lots of touches. He's get he's getting lots of work. Uh, I think we I think we can go with with that being said. With anything that we say barring injury for the the eternity of this show, I don't call players yeah, who yeah, get yeah, injured. I, a bus. I, I don't. I don't, I don't call, I'm not calling Dak a bus because he got injured. Right. Like, right. Of course. Sorry, injuries um, happen. You cannot for you cannot foresee them. You know, no, I'm definitely still a team, uh, team Javante. So, I hate, I, I'm sorry. I'm rolling my eyes at, at like all these other places where they're like, well, this person was a bust this year because they got injured. I'm like, that doesn't make him a bust. It just yeah. makes him an, in, oh, yeah, an injured player. Fantasy, like, uh, NFL draft, uh, just in general player evaluation, hall of fame talk, all that stuff, man. People get, yeah. You have to give guys generally the benefit of the doubt when it comes to injury. Really? You yeah. Do. Anyways, um, uh, Christian, maybe you have one more guy. I got one we, more guy at the wide receiver position. Uh, Tyler go down a tight end rabbit hole. That's <laughs> slightly dirty. To never return. No. Um. Uh, oh, I'm a. Do I already do? Gosh, I'm so lost right now. Oh yeah, I already did Boyd be, out of order because uh, I wanted to get him on the on the cusp of Mixon. Darnell Mooney is my final guy. Yeah, talk about a stinker of a week one. Uh, well, may I remind you folks, they played in an absolute monsoon of a, of a football game just down the street from, well, not down the street, it's like an hour away, but just uh, really close to where I live. Um, uh, and he played horribly. Uh, but uh, again, I think he gets a pass for that. Uh, his quarterback did uh, has one of the best deep balls in the league, and I think most people would agree that Mooney is one of the be better deep ball receivers in the league. Fields did manage two touchdowns last week. Uh, showed a little bit of moxie. Um, but really it has to do with, uh, why I don't have it here written. Oh, Packers. Yes. Yes. Packers. Uh, the people that they will be playing gave up the fourth, only one week, only one week, but they gave up the fourth most fantasy points to the wide receiver position last week uh, to Minnesota. To the, to the one, arguably the best wide receiver. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, to the minute, may I remind folks to the Vikings who happen to have Justin Jefferson on there. Roster, which of course Mooney is not Jefferson, but Jefferson did have nine catches for 184 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I believe some of the variety of which were down the field big plays. Uh, Mooney is a big play receiver, and Fields does throw a pretty deep ball. So I like him as a, uh, you know, scraping bottom of the barrel, keep an eye on your waiver wire for a frustrated uh, uh, um, Darnell Mooney manager who dropped him free and clear. Maybe you take a gamble. Maybe you've got a spot to bear, bear, uh, spare. I'm not saying run out and start him at your wide receiver one. I'm just saying I've, I'm expecting a uh, a bounce back uh, from Mr. Mooney here in this matchup versus the Packers. I go and go ahead and disagree with you, Chris. I watched that game last week or most of it, and it made me want to throw up. The Bears looked awful. They looked so so bad. And, and you it don't wasn't, think playing in? It wasn't necessary. No. It was their offensive. It was their offensive line looked atrocious. Justin Jefferson or Justin Jefferson, Justin Fields was running for his life the entire time. Can that? Can that? Can he do that and make a positive play with Armando Mooney? Sure, but that 
it looked worse than I thought it could be, man. It maybe it was the rain. They looked atrocious. Please prove me wrong, Bears. Please do so. But it was they won. It was a, I mean, it was a it was a stink one. Yeah, that's a tribute to the 49ers defense. I think I was dude. It looked really, really bad. It looked okay. really bad. Um. You know, you drafted Darna Mooney pretty high. I mean, I don't, I don't think you should ever be a slave oh, to, not. to where you draft. Top five rounds, probably. About where his ADP know. was. Like I said, you could find an owner that dropped him. Uh, you could be, you could, oh no, a manager. Uh, you could find a manager that you happen to pay up fifth or sixth or whatever you're talking about there, and you're just wanting to sit him. Uh, but you've also lost somebody like a Hick Tiggins or somebody. You know, it might be you might have to throw him. You might have to throw him in. Yeah. So. Okay. I they, just, they can't I, all be zingers, I, Josh. Oh no, 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 no. I think he's. I to be clear, I think he's going to have a better stat line than last week. <laughs> well, this. Uh, only one way to go. Let, to be clear, folks, I am not touting him. He can go down. He didn't score zero points. points. I'm not. I'm not talking about getting three and a half points. I'm talking about a better game than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just. I. I don't know, man. That really. That really, really. You really don't like that one. Well, I hope he no, does I, really well because. No, no, no. Uh, and I, I and it's nothing against you. I, it's nothing against you. I just, dude, that that Bears offense looked so so, so bad. That offensive line was awful. Like Justin. Je Damn, I almost called him Justin Jefferson again. Justin Fields is going to get killed this year. I I feel sorry for the dude. I really do. I I wanted oh, yeah. him to and, be. And the I was on team player. team Bears worst team in the league this you know this season. Don't get me wrong. I'm not you know singing this his, Justin Fields praises on high. I didn't include him in my quarterback streaming uh, thing. Uh, although he looked pretty down and good on the ground. Um, uh, that's to be mentioned, like uh, worthy mentioning, but no, it's about Mooney. It's about wide receivers for me this week. And uh, I think he's got a decent I, shot. At I having feel a good like, the, I feel like the bears front office was like, well, we got a quarterback that can run. So why do we need an offensive line? Screw it. Well, let's not worry about that. Let's not worry about anything and just blow our team up for no reason. We just sunk a bunch of draft picks into getting this quarterback. Let's not protect him. Let's just get him murdered. It's so dumb. I I'm sorry. I hate the bears. Like they're, uh, I hate. And, I hate. And, uh, a Bears fan. Be clear. His, uh, his I Twitter hate, handle I, is uh, uh, at Josh AFF. AFF. I got it. I don't. I don't hate the Bears players or their fans. I hate their. their I hate their front office. It's they I perpetually know. never know what they're doing. Anyways, let's talk about tight ends, man. I'm sorry. I need to get. I need to cleanse my 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 soul of this hatred for ineptitude. So let's go to tight ends. What a great strategy, Josh. I can't wait to hear your first guy. <laughs> my first guy is. I hope it's my the first guy is. Guy ever. It's not. It's not at all. But he's available in a lot of leagues, man. Oh, okay, Tyler okay, Conklin. Okay. If you say you drafted David and Joko, or maybe you just want to pivot, because that didn't work out last week. Jesus, Josh, what were you thinking? Um, it's almost Never like, mind, folks. I called him a blocking tight end. I was going to say, I'm like, it's almost like Chris was right on that one. Anyways. <laughs> Maybe you're scared about how the Bears offense looked, like I just said, and Cole, <sighs> and you and you're really cared about scared about Cole Komet. Regardless, Ooh, yeah. you're ready for a new name. How about Tyler Conklin here? He was in on 91.7 of the Jets' offensive snaps, fourth most out of all tight ends last week. He was targeted seven times, scored a touchdown. If you remember, uh, Tyler Conklin was kind of an up and comer for the Vikings um, a couple years ago. 
I believe he his rookie deal was up, and so they the Vikings said, oh, well, we'll just go stick with a cheaper Herb Smith. Tyler Conklin, man, that kind of um, that kind of snap percentage, like that deserves some respect. Seven targets, too. Man, I'm not saying he's going to score a tight end this week, but it's definitely a name to think of, and I think that's a pretty solid one. How do you feel about Tyler Conklin, Chris? I got a couple of other guys I like better, um, but um, whatever. He's, he's as he's as worthy as as they come, I suppose, is the way I'll put it. It, it it's already as bleak as you know we kind of thought it was. Yeah. I don't know. It always seems bleak at tight end. Speaking of which, uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking bleak, of bleak tight ends. speaking <laughs> of bleakness, no, no, no. And I think this one's uh, hey, I'm going back to the well with the uh, Bengals Cowboys matchup here with Hayden Hurst. Uh, ah, he went. He, went uh, uh, he caught five of his eight targets last week. Got to point that out. That's that's usage. That's good. That's good. Five of his eight targets for 46 yards last week versus the Steelers. Granted, Dallas uh, was very good versus the tight end. Uh, in week one, uh, Kate Otten uh, and and Cameron Brait for the Buccaneers did nothing. Uh, but but I come back to Surprising the potential. No one. But but I come back to I think even Josh even touched on it earlier. I come back to the general just absence. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Come back to the absence of T Higgins and a Dallas team reeling. Like regardless of them being good against the run last year, regardless of them being good against tight ends in week one, like it's they're in trouble, folks. Uh, usually bad defense begets bad offense. Bad offense begets bad defense. Uh, we'll see how long Dallas defense can hang in there. But, yeah, no. Uh, Hayden Hurst, uh, I think, again, Tiggins is probably not going to play. This is predicated upon that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I can't have my cake and eat it, too, and go Hayden Hurst and Boyd. But, uh, hey, man, people are already a little bit desperate at their flex position. I think both those guys are worthy worthy of mentioning. Okay. Um, you son of a bitch. I, I took your guy. <laughs> no, I you took my conditional one. I had, I said um, a conditional, a conditional must start. If Tiggins doesn't play, that's yep. Yep. That was my, yep. my next guy is actually Tyler Higby because I'm just going to all tight ends named Tyler. <laughs> I'm going to recommend this week. He played in. <laughs> I love your strategy. Last, last week, it, uh, when I was talking about Tyler Conklin, 91.7% was adjust off of snaps, fourth most. Well, Tyler Higby played in 94% of the Rams snaps. That's great. You know, it's even better. 11 targets. That's freaking awesome. Mm, nice. Tight ends. Tight end targets can be hyperbolic. They really can be. And Tyler Higby has been known for his boom bust mentality. So I'm not anointing Higby king of the realm or anything. That's because that's probably Travis Kelsey. But I think at a minimum, bare minimum, he deserves a stash, if not a spot start this week. As I mentioned earlier, the Rams are playing the Falcons this week, which suck from top to bottom. So Tyler Higby is my guy. I think I think you should pick if you have room to pick him up and stash him. I think you should in case he goes off again. If not, give him a spot start. I'm gonna go a little deeper. Uh, you know, a guy to keep an eye on. Maybe you got a, a roster spot to spare. Maybe you've done Don't some IR it. massaging. Don't say it. Uh, maybe it's a dynasty thing. Uh, his Don't name is Kylan Granson. He plays for the Indianapolis nope. Colts. Uh, he had a 55% snap share to Moale Cox's 54%. He literally played one more snap. Uh, but he ran he ran more routes than Moale Cox. Uh, 32 Cox's 20. Uh, it didn't look great. He only caught three of his seven targets for 22 yards. But they play the Jags this week. 
Hey. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Kylan Granson was a third or a fourth round pick, I believe, by the Colts two or three years, two years ago. So, I mean, they got some draft capital wrapped up in him. He's the more athletic guy compared to uh, Moali Cox. He was kind of a guy that I was kind of sticking in the back of my brain, hoping that no one would ever think about him ever. Um, <laughs> dick. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that, buddy. Cheers. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's more of a dynasty thing. I don't think he's available in our dynasty league because I've tried. Yeah, to I wanted to make before. sure and mention that before I gave my show um, for sure. It, My, it's, it's I have I have a dynasty guy who might be even deeper than yours. Colby Parkinson. Colby Parkinson of the Seattle Seahawks. I think he's a pretty decent dynasty pickup. Um, he is seemingly in a nine-way timeshare with all the other <laughs> Seattle tight ends. Dude, they used Will Disley, Noah Fant, Colby Parkinson, and another guy who I can't remember off the top of my head, but I was just like, and they all looked pretty decent catching the ball. Even Will Disley, I was like, what the? I mean, not Noah Fant. Noah Fant was more or less invisible, but he was out there. Um, I was just like, I'm like, Kobe Parkinson, like, this guy's looking pretty decent. I was like, he's, I might. He's been on Dynasty squads before uh, last year or so. I thought he's a rookie. Parkinson? No. Yeah. Um, I could second, be mistaken. Second or third. I'll look okay. in a second. Anyways, but I was I was like, well, if they're gonna do this kind of shorter passing game because of Geno Smith, obviously they they don't have a lot of wide receiver talent outside of DK and um Lockett. Thank you. I was I really spaced on his on his uh what? Tyler. He's a Tyler. Why did how did I forget oh his name? Oh my gosh, how could you? <laughs> Such an insensitive jerk. Um anyways yeah i was i was like i don't know kobe parkinson anyways that's enough of tight ends let's move along to our quarterback i had of the no that was right yeah that was it okay. <laughs> i was like i have one more just my, my, my boy josh <laughs> um why don't so you start going to my qb where are we i'm sorry. i have two of them in case you take mine i only have one uh this week a pretty obvious one uh i ha i mean i have a backup plan he's not listed but he he's a he, if somebody wants to put him ahead of my guy, fine. I'm, I'm not going to put name. up an argument. Uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, oh, he my plays God. Oh, hanging fruit. Uh, hey, it's a streaming segment. Uh, he should be available out there. Uh, Lions gave up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks in uh, the first week of the season. Uh, and they face a better thrower, in my opinion, uh, in, in Carson Wentz uh, this week. Uh, Carson Wentz was a quarterback three uh, versus another bad defense, the Jaguars. Last week, uh, man, Buddy managed to top over 300 yards, throw four touchdowns, and complete 66% of his passes. He threw a couple picks, but hey, hey, it's Carson Wentz, folks. You know what you're getting into when you do it. Uh, I expect Washington to be able to run uh, versus the Lions and open up the play-action game, which I think definitely benefits Mr. Carson Wentz. And the offensive weapons will have more or less a field day. I don't think De uh, Detroit has a good defense. I think it's going to be, yeah, uh, for lack of a better term, shootout with bad defenses yeah something like that i had a feeling you were going to take harson wins so i pivoted to a different guy i I, to I chose Derek carr in week one against the chargers he looked very Derek carr-esque it's almost like he's Derek carr he missed some throws to open wide receivers. His offensive line didn't play very well. And because of all that, he had to check Darren a fair amount. Very car-esque. Um, but this week against the Cardinals defense, that looked 
no bueno, as they say, south of the border last week. So I like Derek Carr to have a better game this week. And Devontae Adams, I got to say, was clearly his favorite target in that game. Uh, hopefully they can get Darren Waller going a little bit more and maybe more about his wide receiver in the next little bit we have. So Derek Carr, a decent streamer this week. If that's how you, ch if you punt it on quarterback, Derek Carr. I would throw in honorable mention, uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Colts that's a play. That's good. Here. The Jaguars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the same folks Carson Wentz played last, uh, week one. Like, yep. yeah, go go get that low-hanging fruit, folks. Don't be scarred. Um, on to our sleeper segment of this show. I've got... Uh, uh, this is a sleeper. Remind you, folks. This is not... Go pick up a guy up off waivers and start him this week. Uh, Jalen Warren, the, I would say, clear backup uh, in Pittsburgh to uh, Najee Harris. Uh, we, we've already seen Najee Harris come out week one and have some uh, non-Najee usage. I'll put it that way. Um, uh, he did return to, return to full practice today, today being Thursday, uh, and he assured a reporter or something along those lines that it was not a re-aggravation of his Liz Frank injury. But it was the same foot. Um, I feel like in this matchup, uh, give me why I don't have it in my notes. They, they have a cupcake game. I think who they playing? the Patriots Patriots. Uh, I was hoping for no Mac, uh, Jones, Mac Jones in this game. I know that's not a defender. I'm just saying, I thought that would help their situation of having a very positive game script. It looks like Mac Jones is going to play, but I'm going to stick with my Jalen Warren tout, uh, this week as my sleeper. I feel like they should rest Najee if they go and get up early. I think it isn't. The game is in Pittsburgh. Uh, if they get up early on New England, I think they're going to take every opportunity to rest Najee. Uh, Najee. So that's why I like uh, Jalen Warren to maybe put up a couple of eye, not eye popping stats, but just a couple of, you know, a couple of carries and targets here that kind of turn a couple eyes and maybe get on him early. Maybe a deeper leagues, maybe 12 teams plus. I would, yeah, even deeper than that. Amen. Um, I'm working with what I got. <laughs> hey, no, my sleeper is a sleeper. My sleeper go. of the week is, in full disclosure, playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one you got. I was, I was sitting there, I'm like, and, and that was supposed to be Joshua Palmer. And so far from what I've seen in this game, yeah, hasn't done yeah. a ton. That's was, okay. I pivoted at the last minute to something okay. else. Someone okay. else, Derek Carr, was my streamer of the week. So my sleeper of the week is Hunter Renfro. He didn't nice. have a lot of action last week, but. If the Steelers' offensive line is going to continue to be not so good, it's going to still be check down Charlie for, from Derek Carr. And, I mean, that's what Hunter Renfro is there for. I know mean, it's the it was Devontae Adams show last week with Darren Waller mixed in as well. And forgive me, I forgot who their back their back that caught a couple of balls was too. What, Jacobs? Remember. No, the other guy. Yeah, that would be too good to be true, huh? Um no, Jacobs had a couple a catch or two last week. I can't remember his name. It doesn't really matter that much. Oh, Brandon Bolden. Of... I think Brandon Bolden yes. caught a touchdown. Yep. Thank you, but I think believe he's also injured too. On a wheel route. So, oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I, it was. I'm like, oh, look, a, an ex a former Patriots running back catching the yeah. ball for Josh McDaniels offense. Weird. Sure. Who yeah, didn't surprise. see that coming? Yeah. All of us, because we're all blind apparently. <laughs> um. Anyways. So my guy this week is Hunter Renfro, my sleeper this week. Maybe not available to pick up, and the sleeper isn't necessarily a guy you need to play. 
but it's it's a it's, it's a call that I'm throwing out there that Hunter Renfro could easily has a path to a good week. Um, Chris, let's end the show, but continue the stream with our next segment. How about that? It's a little bit shorter show, um, which is okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. We can talk about your. Uh, we, we're we're good on time, so let's talk about your your dynasty squad. Um, I'm gonna. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> it's I'm, torture me. <laughs> no, no, no. You wanted to talk about it. So I said, let's, well, let's talk about it at the end. If we have time, we have time. Let's talk about it. Chris um, has made some trades for just about every possible Dallas Cowboy player there is, except for Dak Prescott. And it's, this is why I, not to rub it in your face, Chris, but I'm using this as an example of why I always tell people don't lean heavily upon one team. I don't care how. Hmm good that team is or how good they're supposed to be because one player goes down like the quarterback in this situation it the entire offense is going to more or less fall apart i'm uh, i'm sorry i don't see cooper rush running out there and lighting the world on fire especially with the way that offense that dallas cowboys offensive line to me it didn't look the greatest let's put it that way what chris what did you think about it um i would say the uh Dearth? No, that's the opposite of what I'm trying to say. The ampleness of Dallas uh, of shares I have Stop on my home? squad. Yes, it sure is partially due to homerism, but also due to uh, situation. I stumbled into uh, Schultz. Um, I purposely traded uh, Kittle to an Iowa fan because he had CD, and I expected a lot of catches, <laughs> you know. And uh, so that that one's sure to be blamed on. You got know, done with it. Got done with it all, and yeah, realized that you had yeah. five Dallas Cowboys. And, and and the last thing I would say about that particular part of the situation is that I would love to deal these things uh, ASAP. You know, I was hoping to three, four, five, six weeks down the line, be like, hey, win losses wherever I'm at, start dealing some of these Dallas pieces to get out from under this shadow. Um, to answer your question. Uh, I kind of touched on it a little bit. I, maybe it was during the injury portion. I forget what it was, but I expect there still to be plenty of targets to go around. Uh, I think they do have a good to great defense, but I think they can only hold on so long. They're kind of a bend don't break type of defense, uh, as as was evidenced by uh, Diggs giving up a ton of yards last year. Um, so I think maybe Schultz is probably the one because I think they can probably take uh, CD. Unfortunately, uh, going back to my bad trade. CD probably isn't the one, like the number one wide receiver that can beat a double team. And if the run game isn't all that with the offensive line, so I think Schultz is going to be a great security blanket for whomever's in there. Uh, and then lastly, I would say that the left tackle, the rookie uh, that played Tyler, Tyler Smith, not Tyron, Tyler Smith actually played pretty well, but okay. then you lose your left guard and it's just, man, it, 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 it's a crap show right now. Like I, and I think a couple of my... The dominoes are falling. Out yeah, I think a couple of my time. pieces of advice tonight prove that in terms of a couple of Bengals players. Okay, so say you're not the CD manager and you're looking, say you're looking long-term play. What? Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. with, I mean, you are the CD manager. Would you take <laughs> a only a first-round pick for him right now? That's I'm offering you my first-round pick. Let's say it's the middle of the first. I At this point training... in the season, no. Because it's only week one. If I knew I was going to be two and four, yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. I'd take a late first, even. Like, yeah, in a heartbeat. Will I get that in six weeks? Probably not. So I have to hold. I have to hold. 
Would you take that third round pick now for Zeke? No. Okay. From you? No. Okay. <laughs> um, From I didn't want to say anyone one last else thing. in the league. <laughs> I'm glad you finished with Zeke. I did want to say one last thing. The only hope Ow. is they turn into a again. They are arguably. I'm not going to jump on this bandwagon, but arguably a great defense. They've shown that. You even said yourself they're great against the run last year. Was that because folks had to abandon the run or because they were great against the run? Uh, whatever. Uh, probably a little bit of both. They would have to be a, a, a great defense, commit to the run in, in such a manner that really they haven't shown in the past few years. And I guess have Zeke remain healthy and or have a guy behind him like maybe Pollard or a veteran they bring in that can withstand the load over a full season and just be that type of defensive run first type of team. And I have my doubts. I don't think that they're built for that. I'm just saying that's the only way. Well said, well said, well said. Exactly. They're not really built for that. They weren't built for those. They're not, they weren't really built for the team that they are right now. So I don't know, man. Anyways, they weren't building for Cooper rush to be the guy. Yeah, Exactly. Even with Dak, though, I mean, CD and that's it right now. Yikes. Uh, anyways, we have been amazing fantasy football. Chris, where can they find you on the on the Twitters? Uh, they can find me at AFFB, Chris. And you can find me at Josh AFFB. Um, what can we look forward to coming up? I believe the Sunday stream. We're continuing that again this year. Or, yeah. you know, last minute injury uh, news. Some... Uh, Lineup decisions. Ask your questions to us. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have any? You have any other? You have any other questions? You can always hit up on Twitter, which we just went through. Until then, on Sunday, which is at 10 a.m. Central Time, correct? It's at 10 a.m. Central Time, yes, sir. The kickoff show is... got it right this time. Anyways, till then, see y'all later.